Traditions are sacred in the South. The Masters, SEC football, and fried chicken anytime. Now, add one more. Pull up a chair, fix your glass, and get ready for some good old-fashioned Southern charm. Welcome to Success in Sweet Tea, a podcast dedicated to your success in business, lifestyle, and relationships, all with a shot of Southern magic. And now, coming to you from deep in the heart of the Southland, get ready for an engaging conversation with your new favorite Southern couple, Doug and Vicki Miles. Welcome to another episode of Success and Sweet Tea. Today, Doug and Vicki welcome Dr. Andre Harrison, the Vice President of Accreditation Services with Cognia, an international accrediting agency for primary and secondary schools. Dr. Harrison will talk about his childhood in Alabama and the important parts of his family and his education that led to the successes that he has had in his long, illustrious career. So let's join Doug and Vicki. Hello, everybody. Uh, as I'm sure you know by now, my name is Doug Miles, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of our podcast, Success in Sweet Tea. It's great to be here today, and we got so much work to do. I don't want to take up a lot of time with introductions. We've got a, just a bunch of stuff we need to cover here, and uh, Dr. Harrison's been good enough to give us his time, and we want to take full advantage of that. So, Vic, take it away. I'm Vicki Miles, and it's great to be with you today, another episode of Success in Sweet Tea. And it is truly our pleasure to have Dr. Andre Harrison with us today. And it will be even more of a pleasure to get to hear your story, Dr. Harrison. So the purpose of everything that we do with Success in Sweet Tea is really to allow people to tell their story, and we love it when those people happen to be from the South. Okay. So we get to hear your story, I'll give a little bit of an intro so the audience will be prepared for what that story might entail, but we do look forward to everything you're going to share with us today and talk to us about how you have been able to accomplish all these many things that I'm seeing on this list of accomplishments, mostly circled or centered around education. Okay. Near and dear to my heart, since that's been my roots as well. I'm particularly impressed with how everything that I see that you've done with your experience with helping others with accreditation, served on boards, taught at major universities, all of the different things that you've been able to achieve, everything is about a process of improvement. And so I thank you for that first and foremost. You're welcome, yes. Because as we all try to do our best, we also want to make sure that everyone else is doing the best they can with what tools we're giving them. Right. So without further ado, as they say in the South, Doug, um, <laughs> if we had our glasses of sweet tea now, we would toast each other <laughs> toast, and we I would mean, begin I mean, toast, Andre, to talk. To but uh, Andre, just tell us a little bit about the Andre Harrison story. Well, I'm glad to, and thank you all for having me. It's an honor to be with you all today. Well, you're right. I'm from the South. Yes. I'm from Alabama. I grew up in rural Lowndes County at a time where I saw my grandfather who had worked all his life and he talked about the value of education. But at that point, as a child, it didn't connect with me. I noticed one thing I never saw Papa, as we call him, do. He never signed his name on anything. And I remember him bringing papers 
for others to read for him. And I remember him telling me, boy, he, he always called me boy, but I was his spoiled boy. Because he, I went everywhere with him. Get your education. He valued education, something that he couldn't have, but he wanted me to have that opportunity. And so I, when I was growing up, I knew education was important in my household, but I also knew that I was challenged because we didn't have a lot, as we said in the South, and there were six of us that my parents were trying to take care of. And I have parents that I love to this day, that they are still alive, but I know they were challenged just trying to put food on the table. So my vision in life, I had a plan. I said that, well, I'll drive a school bus and then work during the day and then try try to save up enough money to get to college. Yes. So I can go to college because I always wanted to go to college. You know, along the way I had several cheerleaders in my in the Andre fan club that said you can do it. But I That's had important, some, isn't it? Right, it's very important. important. But I had one or two naysayers, you know, and I'll never forget I was in the eleventh grade and we were going around the classroom and the teacher was asking, well, what do you want to be in life? And you know, and people were saying teacher, professional athlete, scientist, and what have you. And when it got to me, I proudly said I wanted to be a teacher. And the response that I received was, you probably will not be successful. You may want to drive the school bus because you may not be a teacher. And that stayed with me. And you know, to this day, it still gives me chills to talk about that because as an educator, I have always wanted to empower people and support people. You can talk to people from around the country and even before I became Vice President of Accreditation Services, I worked in Alabama as the State Director for Advanced Ed, now Cognia, and I connected with educators around Alabama that I never knew, but you can call any of them and they say, well, he will help you. But going back to that story, yes. I almost felt, well, can I? Will I be able to do this? But I remember my high school counselor, because I always, anybody would tell you, he likes to talk. So <laughs> I never had any to have you. Well, like teachers it. talk. Yeah, that's right. Talk. So, so I told people about what happened. And so my high school counselor, whom I still have a great deal of respect for, said, we're going to get you there. And so my high school counselor did find a way for me to go to college. And I started at Alabama State University. And the good thing is, I was learning to drive a bus, but I never had to do that because of how people helped me. And my faith is strong too. Mm -hmm. And I often tell people, you know, your faith is everything. Yes. And so I saw my parents and my father every night on his knees praying, you know, and I learned to do the same thing. Still to this day, my wife laughs that he prays before he goes to bed because that's how I was raised, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started Alabama State University uh, in the mid eighties as a freshman. And we had to take a lot of placement tests. And I found that I was not at the great levels in different areas academically that I thought I should have been. Right. And so in the back of my mind, I started thinking, was that teacher correct? However, Doug, 
I met some good people at Alabama State University mm. that took care of me. They saw that I had, as we would say, the drive. Yes. That's get, one that's one thing that nobody can hold against you. You got the drive. Yeah, you got you know, I had I mean, the drive. You yes. you got everything in its place to yes. do anything you want to do. I mean you you we'll get to it here in a little bit, but boy, what you've achieved and where you are and how you started. If I I, I'm, I grew up with unlike you where people would say you can do this this is what you need to do you know we're going to make sure you get here and and you had i had a lot of advantages that you didn't have and you have it, it makes people guys like me ashamed really to see what you've done without all that support that we had built into our families you overcame that and what you've been able to accomplish with it is just really unbelievable. And, and if you don't have great faith to support that, then we need to look at Andre again. Right. And I'll tell you, Doug, I'll never forget having to catch rides from Lowndes County because I, some of my classmates had vehicles. I didn't have a car, you know, and my parents were trying their best to help me get from Hainville to Montgomery. So we were having to catch rides, my cousin and I, and I'll never forget having to walk from I-85 to the campus of Alabama State University. That's a long track. Yeah, catching different rides to go back and forth. You know, standing, regardless of the weather, trying to get there because again, I could hear my grandfather's voice, get it, you can do it. And so that's what I did, and I graduated from Alabama State with honors. I started behind, but I graduated with honors and went to work in Elmore County as a teacher. And I took that value, you know, of getting a quality education with me to Elmore County to make sure I supported my, and my high school kids sometimes would get upset if I say boys and girls, but <laughs> to help them, you know. And I would tell you though, Doug and Vicki, along the way, I just knew how to connect with the right people yes. because everywhere, and that's a Southern thing. Isn't it though? It's a yes. Southern yes. thing. I travel <laughs> around the country and I can tell when I'm back home because you know, you could be sitting, I could be sitting anywhere and just have a conversation with Absolutely. someone. That's right, yeah. so <laughs> it, I, was, I was accused. They, they said, listen, if a tree will stand still long enough, you'll talk to a that's tree. Right, that's that's right, about the way that's I feel right, about that's it. Right. But we're not afraid of relationships. Correct. And so that's how we all connect and relate. And as you're telling me your story, I'm already feeling like I've known you for a hundred years. Well, thank you. Because yeah. those are the stories that we've all grown up with. Right. Someone somewhere along the line told us we couldn't do something. Correct. And Correct. if and people like us who aren't gonna take no for an answer, right. just use that as motivation. But exactly. like you say, I'm I'm hearing what you're saying. That little voice always stays in the back. Right. What if right. they were right? Exactly. And then there's that other voice that says, but they're not. They're not. You mm -hmm. can do this. I tell you the thing I regret, you know, and I shouldn't say regret, but when I graduated, before I graduated high school, Papa passed away mm. in 1988. What a sad day for you, Andre. Exactly. Exactly. But when I got my doctorate from Auburn, I'll never forget my mom found a way to have my grandmother 
there and they found a way to walk down on the floor of the arena and what my major professor said to me, Andre, I think that's <laughs> your mom or somebody. Your <laughs> mom, Andre. That is. Uh. And, and so that was such an yes. honor. And you know, y'all probably heard this term, don't forget where you came Absolutely. from. Absolutely. And so that's something so important, you know, mm -hmm. that those folk along the way that helped me, you know, I'll never forget. That's one thing as a superintendent, even in work I do now, I tell people all the time, don't just look at the person's position, look at the person, mm -hmm. because there were bus drivers, there were custodians, and, and others that helped and wanted to see Andre succeed. So I always think about those folk mm -hmm. and connect with those folk and just let them know. But again, as you said, Vicki, that's just the, that's just the Southern way. That's how you we know? do it. And so I tell you, I'm so thankful for my career, you know, moving through the superintendent, came to Elmore County as a teacher, moved up to superintendent through different areas, had the chance to work with some great people uh, during my time, and then moved to this uh, the position mm -hmm. to be over accreditation for the state of Alabama. You know, got a chance to work with some key leaders and the governor and yeah. others, you know, and then moving on to this position. I never thought in a million years someone who grew up without running water in their home having to go and draw water from the well and different things and seeing most of the people around me that way that I would someday share the stage with some of the people that I've been able to do but I'll tell anybody hard work regardless regardless of where you are you know you've heard people say this often it's not where you start it's where you finish absolutely you know and, and I still have that commitment of hard work you know I still have two or three jobs <laughs> retired I, I, <laughs> we think it's, stop. I think it's a bad habit that some of us just can't shake we can't shake it we you just know? can't yeah it no. just yeah so I tell you it's 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 been I'm very grateful very but grateful. You, your story resonates for more than for, for many reasons, but it has to be inspiring to other people. I mean, we didn't all get scholarships to Harvard, and so we all sort of had to come up our own way and do our right. own thing. Right. We all had our different track. Uh, I remember very well when I grew up, education for a female was rather optional. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've told the story many times, but. Um, I was the one that decided I was going to go to college, and I was the one that decided I better go find out what it was all about. And we laugh about this a lot because I drove myself to Alabama Christian College uh, in Montgomery, Alabama to ask the questions of the admissions officer when I was probably about 16, how do I go to school here? Right. And, and so I understand the fact that we didn't all have someone to pave a pathway. Right. but. You have gone down the path um, and always been recognized for just what you said, your hard work, your determination. So I just say that because look where you are now and how many people have you touched along the way. You made the statement earlier, education changes lives. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Yes. You are doing everything in the world of education. Right. Talk about, so others will also be inspired. What about education and how it changes You know, things? you almost are about to bring tears to my eyes by just some of the comments that you've made. 
because I think about, you know, the value of education and what it can do for you. I've heard people say the quickest way out of poverty is through an education. Yes. And so I believe in the value of education. So I would tell anybody out there, you know, if you want it, if you dream to succeed, get the knowledge and skills that you need to succeed. And by doing that, you do it through an education. And I tell people, you know, I got an education, but I also, my education allowed me to also learn new skills and mm -hmm. apply those skills and get experiences yes. to build on that. So every opportunity is I tell people this, every challenge is an opportunity for me to learn. So that's the reason why I want people to know that if you want it, there are several opportunities out there to get it. Doug brought up a good point, you know. He, he, he was brought up different than I, you know. But yet and still, I think we both can relate and talk about some of the ways we've been successful in life. I, I, I probably had to work a little harder, get a little more resources and what have you. But again, it can happen. And I often, I often tell people to think about the people that they have in their circle. Use those resources also. You know, a lot of times I don't know in my job now. I have a team that supports accreditation across the country for Cognier. We have over 36,000 institutions that we work with across the globe. So there are a lot of times I, I was working just recently with someone. I've just finished helping the University of Alabama write a book to be used here in the state to train superintendents on school finance. Excellent. So I was trying to figure out how to do the table of contents. <laughs> <laughs> the hard part. The hard part. <laughs> so I quickly said, I know that there's someone on our team because it's not my team, it's mm -hmm. our team. Right, and right. so I, I, offer, I tell people that all the time, be careful how you use the pronoun, I and my. Yes. And exactly. So <laughs> exactly right. I called yeah. someone and she said, yes, I can help you, Andre. And she walked me through it. And here's the funny thing, I have a friend in Tennessee that I admire a great deal. We were working on a project together, and I said, Dr. Connie, I can do a table of contents now. <laughs> she said, well, you go right on and do it, you know. <laughs> but, but Vicki, I do want to talk about something that I've noticed mm -hmm. with you and Doug, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, I was blessed with a wonderful wife, uh, and it makes all the difference when you have that person yes. that the Lord has sent you. 44 you, years as exactly. of tomorrow. Thank you. Congratula <laughs> Thank congratulations. You. That's two fours. Right. Yeah. There you go. My wife uh, grew up like I did, but she grew up in Moss Point, Mississippi, mm -hmm. in single-parent home. Mm -hmm. And so they had challenges also. Yes. And she went to the got an opportunity to go to the University of Alabama. She was very talented, and so she came to Elmore County as an English teacher, and I was an English teacher also, and we met that way, and we've been married for 28 years. We just mm -hmm. celebrated 28 years, yes. and so, uh, you know, that, and we've worked together mm -hmm. several projects. We do a lot of things together, and we'll have you, and people see us together often, yes. so that makes a difference, too, you know, but right. again, you know, I talked about the value of education, but I also, again, I want to go back to faith yes. and being focused, mm -hmm. you know, and knowing that, as some folks say, ask and you shall receive, you Correct. know, and so 
my daughter Andrea. I didn't have a junior, but she reminds me often that she's my junior, especially right. when it's with the resources, Doug. That's right. That's right. And so uh, she's doing well. So just grateful for those opportunities. But I, I, I told her too, as a young lady, I said, you've got to get your education and think about a field tied to science, technology, engineering, and math, or STEM, you know, and mm -hmm. she did. She's a clinical laboratory scientist, Wonderful. and she supervises the night shift. Well, she loves to work on the night shift uh, at Grandview Medical Center mm -hmm. in Birmingham. So, again, just really happy about some of those things, and I know I need to probably turn back this way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, great question. Yes. <laughs> Well, another thing that you mentioned and it also hits home for us, one thing we talk about often, and we talk a lot, don't we, Doug? <laughs> I won't let you manage that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah. We talk a lot. And, and it's all centered around now at this point in our lives, how do we help others? Right. I can see that in your conversation. Right. Your heart is speaking right. that way. Right. I'm not sure that we assume anymore that everyone is interested, number one, in hard work. Yes. Number two, if they're interested in it, have they had a role model like your papa right. that would show them how to do that? Right, right, um, right. Like we've had in our lives. We both came mm -hmm. from families with strong fathers. I am so convinced that strong fathers make such right, a difference right, in right. strong lives. Right, well, right. What do we do to make that better, Andre, that bothers us so much? Well, number one, you know, I told you I was a, and I'm an adjunct assistant professor, so I'm always trying to stay abreast of the current research and trends and what's happening because, again, Vicki, you bring up a great point, you know, Society is changing. Yes. You know, you got people like you, Doug, and me that we are retiring eventually mm -hmm. and we're moving on. Right. But we want to make sure that people coming behind us are successful. I was just recently reading a book, A New Kind of Diversity, hmm. uh, and it, it really put it all together for me. It was so fun when I looked at the book, I said, hmm, I wonder what this book is about. It was talking about people in general in the different generations and what we need to do to ensure people coming after us are successful. So the book, number one, pointed out, you know, like the baby boomers, the Gen X, the millennials, and the Zen Zs, mm -hmm. and how just to understand, like my daughter, for example, is a millennial, kind of on the line of right. Gen Z, where she will not take a phone call, but she'll text me all I day long. Yeah. I tell them all the time, they don't want to talk, they, they want they, to right, text. Right, but, but you know me, I want to talk. <laughs> exactly. Want to talk. Yeah. So does so, he. So, so what, what I'm really doing, you know, and I, got a, I had an opportunity to share this with superintendents and school board members throughout the state of Alabama at a, their recent conference in March. And we talked about, you know, just trying to make sure we're getting to know them and understand their level of comfort and their interest and try to connect that way. And the key thing is sometimes, you know, I was, I'm okay with getting up at five o'clock in the morning and talking to people. Other folk may want to say, no, I'm not going to do it that way, but I'll do it this way. Right. So it, the challenge for us, what I found is that people are not the same as we are. 
in a way of thinking about different types of ways of commitment, thinking about different types of ways of making sure they get the job done. They want to get it done, but they'll get it done their way. You know, as a super, assistant superintendent, I'll never forget when I went to Elmore County, my dad took me to the interview and he basically said, if that lady offers you that job, you're done. <laughs> you're going to say yes, and you're done. Forget about anybody else calling you because mm -hmm. you've made the commitment to Miss Wooten, Reba mm -hmm. Wooten, who I still love to this day. And you made a commitment to her, and you will take that job. So guess what happened? Miss Wooten called. My dad was standing over me as I told her I would take the job, and that was in the store. Yes. And I had some other offers, but that was in the store. Mm -hmm. And so when I was assistant superintendent for Dr. Langham of personnel and curriculum, uh, we were hiring teachers. And so the biggest thing I loved about it, you know, and most principals will tell you this, once you get your teachers hired, you can go and have a good summer because you got your right. staff, your teachers, uh, uh, custodians, everybody, you know. But what got me lately in my career as assistant superintendent of personnel, people would say that, yes, we'll take the job. And then two days later calling and said, oh, we got another job, so we want to resign. I was not used to that. No. No. And you know, no. you know Andre, in my, in my business, I have seen people leave me for a nickel raise exactly. an hour and then have to drive twice as far exactly. to get that extra nickel. Exactly. And they, they didn't realize and take the time to understand it cost them another nickel exactly. to get it. Exactly. And so that's the thing, you know, I'm, I'm constantly counseling yeah, because people come to me, and, and I'm, I'm grateful mm -hmm. that G millennials and Gen Zs value Dr. Harrison enough to say, hey, what you think? Even though sometimes I give them advice, and I think it's sage advice, take, <laughs> do something just what you say. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think often, you know, I always tell them, Doug, think about your benefits, especially if they have a family. Mm -hmm. You may make 35 cents to a quarter less but think about the benefits for your children and your family. Right. Does it have good insurance? Does it have good retirement? And those type things, you know, uh, down the road, is it going to allow you an opportunity to advance or get promoted, you know, in, 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 in your position? And so those are things, you know, I think we, Vicki, to go back, I think we need to do more focus groups, some type of awareness type, and it doesn't have to be training, but more information and have people from Alabama and from the South and what have you say, hey, this is what we want, this is what we recommend, and this is how we can help you, you know, and connect with that person, you know, and stay with that person. You know, I've had yes. good mentors in life oh, yes. that have helped me so much, yeah. and I still to this day talk to a lot of those mentors that are alive, and you know, I just lost a great mentor, Dr. Alma Freeman from Alabama State University. Mm -hmm. She was she was a dean of University College when I got there, mm -hmm. and she was the one who said to me, "We're going to make sure you're successful," and she was very stern with with that too. She was almost like my mom away from home, mm -hmm. and so I listened to her, and she said to me, "You will succeed," and she passed away recently, and. I, her husband reached out to me and said, well, you know Alma, 
And so you're going to be one of the ones that speak at her I, What a wonderful honor. It was. I, that was going through my mind. I hope you were there to I deliver was, the eulogy. I was, and I was the last person to reflect, you know, and I often tell people, you know, I think about this verse, I think it's in Second Timothy, where Paul talks about, I fought the good fight. Yes. I have finished the race. Yes. I kept the faith. Mm -hmm. Alma Freeman, who was my shero. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that yeah, shero. Yeah, yeah, she was my shero. Uh, she did, and she was always talking about education. And she often talked about, you know, having to travel around the country in different places, you know, to speak and those things. So I, I just always say, you know, there are good people out there great question connect with someone yes. that you respect you admire and let them mentor and guide you there's a reason why they're where they are that's <laughs> exactly right but she gave you such sage advice she never said to you i will give you success no she said we will get to success exactly exactly and so instilling that work ethic these days and but you Thank you for sharing that information about the book. I'll get that information from yeah, you later. Yeah. That's a wonderful point for us to remember because we've all done it the way we were taught to Correct. do it. Correct. And so we know what we know. Correct. And there's a certain amount of principles. First of all, I hope we do not lose kindness and respect Correct. for others. I'm seeing it pass yes. a little further down the road. Right but I refuse to let it pass me by. Right. And I hope we can continue to instill certain basic principles. But on the other hand, there's still a work ethic. However you choose to do it, right. you've still got to be willing right. to work. Right. Vicki, I hate to jump in here, but you said two powerful words, being kind and having respect. You know, that's, I value those words. And I'm hoping that anybody that you meet and you ask them about Andre Harrison, mm -hmm. they will say he's respectful. And as they say in the South, he has a kind heart. A kind yeah. heart, yes. <laughs> I've always tried to do that. I was talking to a lady from Gassy, from Edward County about two weeks ago, and she called me and she was like, Dr. Harrison, I know you're not over Alabama anymore, but I just like sometimes talking to you because I know you're going to take care of us. <laughs> And, and that just brings joy, mm -hmm. you know, because I do want people to say that if you call Andre Harrison, he's going to get it done. He's going to take care of you. And even in the work that I do now for Cognia, I oversee all of the accreditation complaints. Yes. So if, if somebody complains about accreditation, nine times out of 10, I have the honor of talking with them and so we and even when we're talking with people and they're upset I always try to make sure that we bring calmness to the situation yes. and here's the thing Doug if you do that well <laughs> you stay doing that too. <laughs> that's true <laughs> and so I've been doing that for three years and I tell my supervisor all the time I enjoy it I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy helping people. And like I said, you know, I've talked to parents who have concerns and different things, but yet and still, I try to talk them through different situations and counsel principles and what have you. But it goes back, Vicki, before you can do that type of work, you need the education and knowledge and skills. And most importantly, what I try to tell younger people coming behind us 
credibility. Yes. That's so important to become credentialed in order to be credible. Absolutely. And, and, and those are things I often tell people about three C's, you know, having the commitment, being competent, and having the competence to get Excuse it done. Me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Success and Sweet Tea. Please join us again in two weeks when Doug and Vicki continue their conversation with Dr. Andre Harrison and they talk more about success both in life and in education. See you then.